Hemshechayim Beis, Volume One, Page One Sixty Three. We're up to Chapter Eighty Six. So it's all in the middle of one discussion here. The general context is we're talking about Sfira Lashin Misper. Sfira, the word Sfira meaning the spheres, the emanations, the divine emanations, the ten spheres. Explaining the word, the name itself. What does the Sfira mean? So he's, now we're all in inter- these nine chapters, interpretation number one, Sfira Malashin Misper, number. So the significance of a number. So God gave us Sfiris, and he says, here I like, so to speak, I'm giving you ten numbers. So it's not just a number is a nice word. It means that the number car- contains in it a lot of meaning. And the Rebbe Rashab is really almost like encyclopedically gathering together all the meanings of the word misper. So just briefly, what we've covered so far is the first interpretation begins, it, within misper itself, the first quote was from the Pardis, and everything is very grounded here. Pardis Sharches Perik Beis, that Sfir is Noshin Misper, because Misper signifies, Misper um, connotes something that is Gvul, Mabali Gvul, that's the language here. So even though the spheres are not Bal Gvul per se, but relative to their source, they, they are, have a gvul and relative to their impact on us. And he explains what that means is, that what does that mean relative to the source? That it reveals Atzillus. And Atzillus, the ten spheres reveal, not the Hakbala, not so to speak the defined, uh, substantial, distinct parameters that a number captures, which that's, that's already in Biyah. But it's Megal, as he says, the, what is the gvul? The gvul is the Hizgalus. It reveals... Something that was there concealed. It reveals the concealed power, basically, of the Kayach HaGvul, the God's finite power, the divine finite power, that uh, that begins with the ten hidden spheres. And that's what the ten spheres of Atzillus... The door, the door is open. Um, that that's, what the, that's what the ten spheres reveal. So, that's, so that aspect of the number meaning... The aspect of, as he calls it again, the language is, In chapter 84, he goes further with a pardis, that more specifically, this is Malchus. But the real primary place where Kalim emerge, where Gvul emerges, in Atzillus itself is Malchus. So Malchus reveals the number of the higher nine spheres, or more specifically the, the six spheres, the Yomim El And this is because there, before Malchus, they're still in a state of, because they're not yet, um, even though there's six, but the word is, Ikram is It's still not distinct entities. And this he begins to explain, which is what we're in the middle of, the Siddur. And Zechir Avtuvche Yabiyu. And uh, explaining that in Siddur, the Alter Rebbe, Mitla Rebbe, discuss that Zechir Avtuvche, refers to all the Tzimtzumim, all the good that is transmitted from the highest levels to the lowest levels, are all called, what he calls, Ribu Yusaitis. He specifically broke it down to four tzimtzumim, but I looked in the Siddha there again, he actually says that it's an infinite amount of tzimtzumim, 
But for us to be able to relate it, we're told there are four, simply to create some type of structure. So that's Daf Tufcha. And what Zechir Tufcha, this is what we discussed in the last chapter, Zechir Tufcha, the remembrance, so to speak, the remembrance of these abundant or uh, uh, of this goodness that abounds, is the actual translation of the Siddur, but of, this, of all these levels, what's the remembrance? Remembrance means that on lower levels, in Biyah, we don't really appreciate it directly, this, uh, the magnitude of these numbers, their energy. What we know is, it's like someone being told what that number is. And I'll explain that in just a moment. So, he goes with an example of a person who counts. A person who counts. What is he counting? He counts an, an enormous number. The number he chooses here is ten, ten thousandths, meaning a hundred thousand. That's the example in the Siddur. So a person counts, he actually counts each one by one, so he appreciates in a different way the words he uses. This is actual language from Siddur. This whole beginning of chapter 85 is the language of the Siddur. I actually marked it here. He Yigdal Ma'id, it uh, increases in his the value and the appreciation of what these numbers symbolize are far greater when the person actually counted one by one. That's, however, only when he counts for himself. But when he's already, he knows the number, meaning afterwards, he now he knows it's 10,000, 10 times 10,000, 100,000. And then he notifies this to another person. He lets him know, you know, I just counted 100,000 items. Think of them as quality items. So there he just says one expression, 100,000. That takes a second. As I looked in the Siddha, the Siddha says that one of the reasons he appreciates is, is because he actually spends all the time doing it. It takes hours to do it. When you say 100,000, it's like almost, to someone say 100,000, what's the big thing? You just say it with one, in one short expression. For some reason, the Alter the Rebbe Rashab doesn't quote that Shah Zman that it says in the Siddha, but it doesn't matter. It definitely, because probably more reasons why we appreciate it when we actually count it. It's not just that it took time, because you actually have to, you tangibly relate to it. Maybe it's okay, could be, could be. And also, he did cite that it's there, so he's assuming that someone who's learning this is going to look. But there's some things he cites. Oh, listen, how can I tell you? I'm, I'm just telling you what it says there. He also uses something else which is very helpful in understanding this piece here. I'll, I'll tell you that in a moment. Okay. So when he tells it to someone else, now it's Bikitzer. So he calls that Katnus. So even though that number, 100,000, includes everything, but it's only a report. It's a, it's, a, it's a number, it's a statistic on a piece of paper, or you're telling it to somebody. So he goes, that's not misper atzmi vamiti. I'm just being very precise here. You can't call that misper atzmi vamiti. Because it's kitzer, because sometimes it's kitzer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, well, <coughs> but, but bottom line is, what the person is hearing, the number, is not called misper atzmi vamiti. Let's translate that. That means not the essential and the true number. Now, it's the number. It's the correct number. It's 100,000, not 101,000, not 90,000. But it's not the atzmi and amiti of the subject matter. Because when you count yourself, you have the muhusadover. You're actually counting, whether it's coins or whatever it may be. I mean, this is all a mushal, an example. And when you speak, it's in a state of katnus compared to the magnitude of what that number really, 
designates. In in Siddur, which is the Alter Rebbe, he uses actually an example. He says, imagine somebody puts the hundred thousand ten times. Maybe that's why he says, ah, that's why he uses ten times ten thousand. It's not just a random number. It's ten, the ten spheres. Because he says there, imagine someone takes ten thousand, uh, let's say, coins and puts them in a, in a box. He says that, kufsa. You have 10 boxes, each one has 10,000 coins. So when you look at the box, someone says, on the box it says 10,000. Okay, you trust it, and that's it. What are you really appreciating? You're appreciating what you're told. You don't have the atzbi amiti, you haven't sat and counted them all. So you don't really have a direct relationship and appreciation of it. You have a type of respect for it, or you have your belief. You know, it's like someone, someone gives you a check, $100,000 check. You don't start counting every dollar. You, 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 it is a tr- matter of trust. It's like a step away. It's obviously a muscle to explain how we in Biyah, in lower levels, when we appreciate the divine magnitude, we're appreciating it like you're looking at a box that they tell you there's 10 in there. Okay. So, yeah, exactly. So when we look at this world, for example, and we're told that fire is Gvura, that water is Chesed, and fire is Gvura, and, you know, different objects of the world that symbolize the ten spheres. I'm just using examples. I mean, everything in this world is... So we don't see the spheres. We see a box, which is a physical object, and we're told in it are ten spheres. The ten energies, divine energies. Obviously, in this world, it's far more levels than just one box. It's many boxes. But he's basically giving an example of how something can be... The muhus of something is the essence of it. And then when we look at it, we're only seeing the outer number of it. The, the volume, the quantity, the, the externals. And in it lies, however, powerful, powerful energy. So like someone would say to you, okay, you look at a, a drop of water. A drop of water is hydrogen and uh, two hydrogen and one oxygen. One molecule of, two hi- molecules of hydrogen, one molecule of oxygen. You don't see anything like that. Huh? What? And then behind that, they tell you that hydrogen is made up of a whole certain combination of atomic particles. Then there's subatomic particles. Then Dr. Lang will remind us that there's quantum state. Okay, with that, I don't know if it's measurable, but whatever. The point that I want to make is that what you have is that you're looking at a box, basically a package. That, that package has within it much more and more. And to really get to it, you ha- you're not really counting because you haven't seen the energy within it. If we were able to see the energy that 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 uh, uh, that uh, that energi- that uh, what's the word vivifies that energy that uh, that vitalizes existence, it would be a whole different uh, type of appreciation of what's going on. So basically, this example of numbers, sphira, therefore, then back to sphira as a number, that the outer level of numbers in number itself, there's levels here. So as we spoke, there's number as hakbala. Numbers saying, you know, it's one and not two. It's two, three, four, five. Very distinct entities. And then there's number as it being the power of the divine power to create a multitude. And in the example here, we're talking about is that there's the person who actually counts himself appreciates the godless of it. When you say the number and you tell it to someone else, let's say like in these cases, you say here, ten Kufsas, ten boxes, ten uh, pushkas, ten containers that have within each one ten thousand. That's only it's not misparatz vivamiti. That's what he's explained. It's only kriya shembel vadl is a kodin davar. It's like you give something like he says the kamoshe eshin simul is a kodin. 
You make a sign that here something happened. Someone comes there, you tell the history, they say in this location, where this sign is, something big happened, there was a big battle here, a big event, and so on. You go to Har Sinai, if you can find it. And someone says, there's Matan Teda here. Yeah, you're, you're not going to see it. Says, you see, it's a simon. You know that here something happened. Huh? Like Beis HaMikdash, for example. We know there's a great Beis HaMikdash here. Zechel HaMikdash. So Zechel, that's a Zechel Aftufcha that we only have, we only have a reflection of it, so to speak, a remembrance of it. Meaning an echo, a step away. So that's the example he was using. Then he broke it down even further. I'm summing it up. He broke it down that when you break it even further, this is basically two. So there's two levels. This is how the numbers to yourself. We're there. It's appreciation really of the quality of what it is that you're counting, and there's the number that that focuses more on the definition of what you just counted. This is the number: ten thousand, hundred thousand. Then he says that really there's four levels, because even the person himself who counted also has both the general number and the breakdown. What's the general number? The number as it is. He knows the number before he starts counting. So he says, for the person who's counting, who actually has a relationship with the object itself, that number is actually greater than when he breaks it down. Compared to someone who never saw the objects and just knows it's being reported there's a number, he's caught as compared to these details. But for the person who knows the details and he has the general number first, he says, like thought that comes before speech, before speech breaks down the details of an idea, the idea is far greater. I gave the example of Mishnah and Gemara. Mishnah is very short. You just say, here's the summary of it. So this is, as he calls, the Klal Kedem Haprat. The summary and the Klal. The, 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 basically the collective number, 100,000 in this case. Before you actually break it down, is even greater. He doesn't actually use the word Katnus by the person himself. But clearly it's apparent from here that... Uh, that it's, it's, it's a greater state. Even by the person who's counting himself. I still go back. I'm not sure how that parenthesis can be read. I looked in the Siddur. It doesn't help. It doesn't mention it even. He said there's two ways to interpret it. It could be that or is the pleasure and the desire and pleasure of the person is greater in the klal. When it comes, however, to the person, the other person who you're telling and reporting the number to, the general number is a katnus, is a diminished, a reduced state compared to the details of the person actually who counted the muhus, the thing itself. And then the Rebbe Rasha basically sums it up that the purpose of this whole mashal, before we get to the nimshal, is to tell us that uh, that both in the collective number, 100,000, and in the, when you de- break it down into the specific units, there's both katnus and godless. There's magnitude and redu- diminished state. So number has in it these two things, magnitude and diminished state, depending what... And he says the difference is, of course, whether it's yourself or to someone else. When it comes to yourself, when the person who's actually doing the counting, both are in a state of magnitude. One sums it up as a whole, which of course is the essence of it. And the other is counting the details, but he's still counting the thing itself. Whereas the person who's hearing about it, his general number, and even if he breaks it down, he starts counting it individually. Remember, he's not counting the same object, but he breaks it down into individual numbers. They're all in the state of counts.
Because it's already one step removed from the thing itself. No, obviously in Aveda, when you climb the ladder, the goal is to start. You know, like for example, we say in davening, we say sometimes we say We say there's this multitude of angels. For us, it's a number. Number tells us a millions sounds like a lot. It's just impressing us with the number. But we don't really appreciate what means millions. Uh, so once an angel, and then you want to somebody says, go into that room, and there's a hundred angels, you'll be very excited. It depends on your experience. <laughs> you know what an angel is. Okay. Right. Right. Okay. So misper hakelo is the klal kedem aprat for the person who himself is in the form of godless. Atzmi yesu. That's what he says there. More than the details, even the way it is to yourself, and there's a greater pleasure in it. And the call after the prat, which means the number you give somebody else, is in continuous in both these elements. And the same thing you have in the Mispa Merub, but that's Mispa Kalil. So there's the Klal, the number, the general number, how it is to yourself when you have the Etzem, and there's how you tell it to someone else, which is the Klal after that comes after the details, after you count it. And then there's also in the Mispa Merub, which means the detailed number, there's the person himself who counts it, has the thing itself, the Mahus. And when it comes to another person, it's only Katnus. The Mispa Merub, Rabbi Dibur, in Atzmi. And the person below who hears a hundred thousand, yes, he starts saying a hundred thousand and breaks it down. It's uh, it's great by him, but it's far far diminished than from where it was in its original state, basically. Okay, that's the first half of chapter eighty-five. I summed it up because also next chapter is very much follow continues. Then he goes to the nimshal. What is all this re- relevant to us? Our discussion with the pardis. That what Mispud is, the idea of Gvul, Kalim, and so on. So he explains briefly that the whole idea of number, which is structure, number means Hagbala, like the, the Pardis says several times. Mispud, Hu Gvul, is the Lushan here. When you say a number, here the Rebbe Rashab obviously is explaining that it's not just the idea of parameters, that number also reveals something that was concealed before. So again, we're focusing, number has both elements to it. it. It can focus on the distinction that is that limits things, or it can also reveal something that is greater, that gave power to this called gvul, called the kayecha gvul of, of alakus, of godliness. So he says, basically, number is the level of kalim. Now he speaks like this. That's kalim, containers. Ha'ikadabchin is kalim. So if you want to put it this way, Sfira, the word Sfira, as the Sfiris, is primarily Kalim. But we've learned, obviously, that there's Sfiris also in the air, in the energy. But if you talk, relatively speaking, Kalim have the far more substantial and far more distinct. In the air, it's far more abstract. Right, that's what he says here. So the primary thing of Misput is in Kalim. What do the containers do? The containers reveal, if we remember, we discussed at length, they reveal the chesed and gvura and the structure within the eris. So let's, so let's spell it out even more. One second. Huh? No, no. Then in, in, that, we're talking first, first step. This is like, and then in, in Kalim itself, in Atzilus itself, the main Kalim are Malchus. 
That's uh, it goes two steps. It's really basically Pedic Pei Gimel and Pedic Pei Dalad. It's again microcosm, macrocosm. You have to remember that's always like this. You know, Atzilus in general is, ke- is Kalim compared to the world before it. But in Atzilus itself, Malchus is already. Look, everything is always going in a, in a degree, is always um, evolving and, and diminishing. As the energy is diminished, the Kalim emerge. Now. No, Malchus Natsilis is always higher than Biyah, but Malchus Natsilis is the creator. Yeah, 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 for sure. The Biyah is where really, in Malchus it's still Kalim of Atsilis. It's still called one with godliness. But it's like preparing. Think of it like this. We talked about a seed. We keep using the example. Think of a child, a new birth, is a new life is conceived. So in the beginning it's one cell. It breaks, it breaks, it breaks. The child develops in nine months. This is Malchus going on in the Bet and Imei. Me'ime is Malchus. And then the child emerges. The emerging is already Biyah. But without Malchus, you're, never, you're not going to get from a Kayach al What he's saying is, in, in Biyah itself, Malchus is also more Malchus Atzilus is higher than Biyah. What's it? Malchus of Bria, Malchus of Bitira. Oh, I'm not talking about Malchus. Malchus he's basically saying no, that's not even discussing it. Here he's talking about Malchus of Atzilus and Biyah. Obviously, the lower you go, more, more Malchus succumbs. That's simple. In each word, Malchus is represented. Obviously, of course. 100%, 100%. But he's completely not addressing that here. Because here he's talking about Atzilus. Primarily, this is the spheres of Atzilus. But whatever, and, and from Atzilus to Biyah. Biyah is right now, for all practical purposes, the general term for creation of existence as we know it. I distinguish when I say Biyah, there's Ruchnis, Dika Biyah, there's physical, there's Humrius, simply to make it, because we live in the lowest of the levels. But right now, it's really a discussion of how it goes from, let's call it from how the divine image of Atzilus, where there's an image and a structure, but it's a divine structure, turns into the next level where it becomes a structure that has its own consciousness. That's really what we're discussing. So the ten hidden spheres, is there's no even structure. It's all within the God, God's uh, so-called uh, desire or God's uh, power. Right. So before the symptoms, you're talking about essence spheres agnosis. As we discussed, that's the root, not only of the containers, but also the energy. Remember he spoke, emphasized, not like the Padre. The Padre says the ten hidden spheres is the root of the ten kalim. We are learning that the ten hidden spheres is also the root of the ten of the ten energies. However, in Eir, it's very amorphous and has no shape, like Shmaya Vavtalian teaching. Within their ideas, this Chesnik Vuda, but it's the containers that concretize and really uh, reveal the shape and form of the spheres, even in Eir, and even as the sphere of Sagnuzis. So basically, real number, the real when you say sphere. Obviously, he's going to speak later the higher levels of Svira as being Malashan Sipur and Malashan Illumination. Bottom line, Svidas are the carrier. Right now, we're talking the number part of them. In number itself, you have the number, the, the containers are very tangible, ten distinct numbers. But they also have an element that they reveal the power of finite power of the ten hidden spheres that are also in the energy. But without the container, you can't really recognize it. It's not distinct. It doesn't take on, he said, it's not a metziah's dover. So how does the kalim do this? They, this, is, this is, how do they do this? I mean, the truth is, the end of this chapter is really a summary, just using the words misper, of tens of chapters that he spoke earlier. How do the kalim do this? They do this by diminishing the energy. That's what he says. By, 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 so he says, by giving it a shape and form. Like he says, something the whole dover she ain't a mugbul umetsuder ain't a bizgalus. 
So it's the kalim that reveal, they reveal by giving it shape and form. Something like, like if you, for example, let's use the example of a projector. You project light. You project light on a, on, on a screen, all you have is white light. It's the kalim, meaning if you put some type of uh, a screen, a film, with, with, uh, with some type of shapes, it takes the energy and channels it. So Hasgalos is always through Hagbola and Seer. Like he says, Toyu. Toyu is Mata. Toyu means, like Rashi teaches in the beginning of Bereshis, Mata Bneodim, Toyu Dover, because it's confusing. If it's, if it's just very general, like, you know, someone says something very general, you say, what did you, what did you mean? To, to, to understand something, you have to break it into details. You have to give it some shape and form. You have to define it. So, Kalim define. So, we see from this that Kalim both um, separate and give you distinction, but they also reveal through defining. And then he says, this also means that it brings it, gives it, it creates, makes it, it gives it substance. Whereas in the air, the energy doesn't have substance. So if you really summed it up, energy has no substance, has no real shape and form that we can distinguish. It's in there, but it's concealed. And it's not revealed, therefore. And Kalim changed that. So this is what uh, uh, this is what Kalim do. They give it Mitzias Dovan, and that's what the Parda says that misper numbers Hagbolas Dovran Nimna defines the parameters of the thing that's being counted, and through defining it reveals it. So basically, definition reveals. Lack of definition remains concealed, remains beyond our experience. It's the black part of the flame. Yeah, Uchma. Yeah. Now this is Kalim, so but but nevertheless, on the other hand, Kalim. I'm just summing up this. Uh, Kalim still are Gilead Helam. They're just revealing. Kalim are not creating anything new. They're revealing. In Atzilus, we're talking right now. They're revealing which was what that which was concealed, like a, like a number, exactly like a number, exactly. Even though they're Mitzias Dover, even though they 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 have distinction, but they're revealing. And that's what means that Misper is not Silas in general. But then he goes on. Okay, one second before we go on. So really what we have now is like this. So what someone said to you, so what is a Sphira? Is Sphira a Kalim or Oiris? The answer is both. A Sphira is Eir and a Kali. So how could you say Misper in, in, in Eir? The answer is in Eir, the Misper, as we're going to discuss soon, is is uh, is not really defined. It's focusing on the magnitude, like you said in the example of the the value, the real quality within this number. But if you want to talk about the intensity, you can say one second. By me, magnitude. I, um, I meant mag- I, I'm using magnitude as quality here. If it's not a good word. Let's use a different word. Let's put it this way: What with a person who's actually counting, like he said, with that first cloud, hundred thousand, someone who has it, what would you call? He's appreciating the atzmi. It's the essence. I mean, uh, uh, magnitude is, an, is a quantity thing. Huh? Okay, fine. So let's use a different word. I wouldn't either think so. I think magnitude means greatness. It depends what greatness means. It could be a lot of numbers. It could be a lot of quality. But let's put it this way. We're talking quality now. Let's use the word quality, okay? So the appreciation of the quality of it. So that's what Eir is. 
if you want to have the distinction, in other words, the actual distinction, that is Shamispa. So that, that remember again, we talk number, there's the Hagbala of number. I'm sorry, Hagbala Shabchinis is Galos. There's the, the Hagbala which is revealing the distinction, and there's the appreciation of the quality of what that number symbolizes. So, for example, if you're saying God's power to create finite, you're talking completely quality there. The fact that it's finite is incidental. It's not incidental because of the, the kavanis to have a structure. But it's not so much to focus on one, two, three, four. The focus is that God has this power to create a finite entity. So in essence, all it is is divine power. Just like there's divine power of Bleakvul, there's divine power of Gvul. And the Eiris carry that divine element in it. The Kalim will reveal the actual structure. And that's where these two meet. So the Kalim define the number as in structure and parameters. And the Eiris are carrying the power of Gvul of Ein Seif. That would be, as he put it before in the chapter 83, what did he say? He said like this. Yeah, that they're completely hisardus on this. Yeah, good. So Kalim do that. That's what he says here. In Bia, the number is going to take on actual mamoshes, meaning yesh. There's going to be a consciousness. Here we're just talking about what level of revelation is going on here. The air reveals the, the, the ten hidden spheres, but it's still in an amorphous state. The kalim reveal it. Once it goes into biyah, that's when he says later it's going to call gvul mamish. That's when it really becomes distinct in the sense, not just distinct. Then it becomes, so there's really, if you want to really put it, there's really four levels of numbers. Actually, it fits to the four, the four levels he's been speaking about here. Yeah, that's good. I'm not sure how, what each level is, but clearly the four levels you'd go like this. There's the if you look at the Nesosphere Sagnuzis, there's number there, but that's a number that is completed. Maybe that's the Misper Hakel, the first Misper Hakel. Maybe I'm thinking that may be the cloud before the Prat. So I'm not sure. So we talk about the ten spheres as it is in the root before the Tzimtzum. There you're talking a number that's just simply the power of God to create finite. It's a completely divine element. You're talking after the Tzimtzum, or the Kav, or the Eiris of Atzillus. Move that up. Move that up. Um, the Kav, and then as it manifests in the Eiris and Atzillus, now you're talking about a number that is already becoming, maybe that's the Prat after the Klal, but it's still Alakus. I'm just saying these four things. Maybe, maybe I'm not sure. I just want. I'm, I'm speculating and maybe contradicting something that he may say later. But let me. I'm just thinking of it like this. So when you have the number a hundred thousand, like we said, as I said, hundred thousand is ten times ten thousand. So it's the ten spheres. Every sphere, think of it, has ten thousand uh, divine energies. Just for argument's sake, we only see ten. You see ten, ten boxes, ten uh, chests. So you're seeing only that. But on this, if you go to the root of it, 100,000, you say 100,000, like he says. So that's the 10 hidden spheres. has the, called the magnet, the, the ultimate atzmi, ramiti, or he calls it the etzim itself. It's a klal. It's all there. Then comes that symptom, and the, ten, and the energies begin to manifest in the kav, 
as you said, the kav is made up of details, but it's, but it's still not in a state that you can really count. When do, can you start counting them? In, in Atsilas. Even the air. But the air on its own is not really countable because they are visible. Because air does not have shape and form. So it would be like thinking of a, an idea of coming from Shmaya Vavtalyan, try to find the Chest and Gvura there. You're not going to find it until it enters a container. Because the idea is still abstract. So in Atsilas, Misper begins to emerge. But it's revealing. So the air reveals the quality of God's power to create the finite. The Kalim give it real distinction. So now, if you took the Prat after the Klau, by the person who's counting himself, you'd say that's Edis and Kalim of Atsilus. And the Kalim are the primary element of Misper, because that's where you really have distinction. What about the Zulus? Who's the Zulus? The Zulus is already the level of Biyah. That's Zecher Rav Tufcha. Zecher. Now it's only a Simen Balma. Atzilus then informs through Malchus of Atzilus, because the main Kalim are Malchus, informs Biyah, there's this number. We're telling you that there's this number. Like I said, you look at the world, someone who is a Mukubul or a Chassid can see in the world everything they see. They see the Esos That's a really a Simpson. Yeah, for sure. It's a diminishment. It's a definitely, it's a, it's a diminishment. But you're telling Zechar Avtucha, there are all these levels I just described, you should know there's 10 spheres. And we have examples for it. Let's say you say, you know, Asarab Amoris Nivra'elam. I mean, there's many examples that when, you know, we're told, for example, that when you, uh, you count through this Amir, you're connecting to 49 to 7 times 7. You experience that silas, you're being told a story, you're being told what the numbers are like, and you relate to it like, like a story that's being told, not, not directly. They were using sevens. Yeah. Okay, seven, because that's emotions. Yeah, but I was, I was thinking of something that's 100. Let's say, what, what's a number 100? Uh, you know, anything, the Mispar Shalom. Where do we have 100 in Halacha? Oh, you were saying. Let's say by a minyan, a minion, by brachas, right? Exactly. You have ten people, twenty people, thirty. You have hundred people. So we're told this hundred. You have the shechina. There's a certain dimension of quality that manifests when you have a hundred, when you have a number, or you have a thousand. Huh? Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So in other words, so biyah, all you have is a zechad aftufcha. You have now. You're being told a number. And this is already a level of cotton. That's what he calls cotton. It's more diminished. It's in a reduced form. So what do you really have focus? You see more the number than you see the quality of it. Because the quality is like inside, locked inside the chest. Someone's telling you on this chest there's 10,000 uh, value. The value of 10,000. But what you're seeing is a number. So you're only seeing an outer dimension. It would be like we look at Elam Haza, physical world, and we're told that when you look at water, water is really chesed of Atzilis. You're not going to see it. You can learn it. You can appreciate it. You can find examples. Because it's all trapped or locked in a material box. So we don't see what's inside this box. The material world is a... I'm just using it as an example. It doesn't really go that far. He's hearing it for him. It's really... Biyah is already the box. But if you for, for, to make it tangible for us, we look at the world. We're told that it's, it's filled with... It's filled with the divine. But you have to look for it. Hashrach Pratis is in there... All the energies are in there. All the essence spheres are right here in this world working. There's nothing that exists on earth that it's not a combination of the ten spheres. But that's like inner energy. That's like sabatomic energy. Ruchni is like a spiritual energy. Spiritual DNA. So someone says, let's say, using the example in science, DNA. Cells. We don't see it, but it shapes everything. We only see the so-called outside, the tip of the iceberg, the outside impact. So this would be... the. T- the two levels of Mispar Akel, Mispar Merubah, for the Zulas, meaning for the person who hears it, 
would be basically, I don't know what the, the difference between the two of them, one would be is you get the number, that would be, I guess, the general sense of it, then you break it down in details in your life. So you get, you get but it's all katnus. You're not the muhus, it's not the muhus of the thing, it's already a, step, a bounce away, a step away. So now he breaks it down, he says, okay, so that's in general in Atzillus, misput, and primarily in Kalim. I'm still, I'm summing up chapter eight, the 85. Before. Then he says, but then he says, but primarily, where is Kalim? Primarily in Malchus. That's right on top there. And you can't compare the Kalim higher than Malchus to Malchus. And he gives the example here, what's the difference? They're both Kalim. So he says, the Kalim higher than Malchus are just Kalim that reveal the, the personality of the Ur. So like example, colors of light. Color of light don't have a function outside of room. They're revealing. Or the color of apples, as he gives the example. It tells you about the light, so it's it's more defined than the light itself. If, for example, Apple didn't have a color, or you didn't see colors on the flame, or in the light, you wouldn't know what, what, what it contains. So it's definitely a revelation compared to the light itself, so it's a keli. But all it is, is a keli that reveals the nature of the light. Whereas kelim of Malchus are, even though they're still a Natsilis, so they're still divine, they already have a function, like the function of creation, there's a function. He compares this to Tzalem Elikim and Demus. Tzalem and Demus. That Tzalem is the Kalim of the ten, the ten spheres, higher than the Malchus. And Demus is Malchus. Melikim is Kalim, and Tzalem Elikim is, is the ten spheres, the Kalim of the ten, and that. Where is the primary Hagbala, the primary distinctions and parameters? That's in Malchus. Because the other one is just telling you the nature of the light. So you see, if you really think about this in Aveda, Again, Aveda is the key. Because Askola, it's, it's a bunch of levels, and you could say, okay, this is this level. But in Aveda, you're basically talking, how do we climb the ladder from our state of being upwards? First, we begin realizing our lives are very limited. Everything is distinct. The table is not a chair. You know, we were into material things. You know, we're material human beings, if not worse. You know, humris, course. Then you begin to realize that this world is just a outer layer, and within it is a kechapel benifel, you know, kopol that we know that there is energy within it, divine energy that makes everything tick. And you climb the ladder by through both isbonanus, and through davening, and through learning, and through action of refining our perspective and refining our behavior as a result. Because as long as a person lives on a on the surface level, then everything is about me, me, me. When you start realizing, I'm just translating this in like in practical terms. You start realizing there's these forces at work. You start climbing. How you climb from Bia to Atzilis. And if you look at it, it all comes down to the air is, is very amorphous. The Kalim start giving it a little shape and form. Then Kalim of Atzilis, the Malchus of Atzilis gives it a very distinction. In Biyah, it takes on all this course, it takes on a certain sense of self-consciousness, self-awareness, all the way to our world. So what you're doing is really climbing from Asir Gashmis and Chumris to Asir Ruchnis, to Yitzira, to Bria, to Malchus of Atzillus, to the Kalim that are functional Kalim, then to the Kalim that just reveal an energy, till the energy itself, until the energy reveals the ten hidden, the, the, the Kav, all the way back to the ten hidden spheres. So if you really map this out, you're talking about a major process of how do we get from a very limited perspective of this world that's also selfish to understanding how the whole universe exists 
from a divine perspective. This is called making a dira b'tachtena. But the truth is, every level is its own aveda. You know, we're learning it quickly, like I hear, Machos of Atzillus. I just want to just, you know, point out that the way this should be learned, if you really learn it, Adaita Denafshid, you know, personally, this isn't, just, this isn't just a mathematical equation, you know, where Misper, this Misper belongs here, and this one belongs, that's a map. The, at the end of the day, the purpose of this whole map is to give us a uh, blueprint for us to climb the ladder. That's through davening. Through davening and through Aveda. Through davening, Aveda, through our, also our behavior. Commensurate to this. You know, this is supposed to impact that when we leave here today, you go out in the world, you're more sensitive human being, and you behave in a way that's more divine, more godly, in, in action. In other words, you take your chumrizdika life and you align it somewhat to these uh, levels there. That's too much to ask. That's the goal, just for the record. I know he doesn't say it here, but it's the underlying message in all of it. That's why I'm pointing it out. I want to just, my point that I want to make is that it's not just a mathematical equation where the Eidus fit and the Kalim fit. It's a nice discussion. Uh, this is, in other words, we're not learning here just the Lama Tes Malachis, you know, in a sense like technically Shulchan Aruch, where everything belongs. The point of all of this is to give us a map, a way, a method. Like we say, Sulamuts of Arza, We talk about the dream of Yaakov. A Sulam is, is Trila. You're supposed to climb this ladder all the time. It's not just a nice image, okay, there's a, a ladder somewhere that, that Yaakov dreamed about. This ladder is what we use to climb from earth to heaven. The four steps in davening and so on. Well, davening is a place where this is implemented. We're learning it now. This is learning chsidus. This is supposed to be translated in davening in an emotional way where a person actually integrates it and looks into their lives and say, where does this fit in my life? And then after davening, you go to work. Hanik ben minik derecheres, you know, beis haknesses, beis hamedrash, beis haknesses, beis haknesses, beis hamedrash. Then you're supposed to bring it into action and in how you um, interact with people and how you live your life. Kol derechachodeyo. I'm just, I just wanted to add that because sometimes it's neglected to be mentioned. <laughs> so I just thought it was important to mention. Is that all right? Um, okay. So then, so malchus. So really, it's about how. Let's put it this way. To put it simply, there's matter and energy. And how matter turns into energy. Or how matter, matter, I would say, acclimates itself to energy and integrates itself with energy. When I say energy, I mean edus and kalim, you could say, you could say elokhus and elam, however you want to translate it. These are words. But basically you're taking chumris and gashmis, making it a keli for godliness, but it's many stages, like a student and a, and a, and a teacher. You can't just only jump and start learning the deepest things. You learn olive bays and you grow you know, Bechamushlamikri, you grow stage by stage. These are the stages that he's laying out. We're learning the deepest things. That's fine. But you know something? In Asiyah Ruchni, there's the scholars of all these levels too. You know, when two people talk about Atsilas, this one could be talking about Atsilas and Asiyah, this one could be talking about Atsilas and Bria, this one could be talking about Atsilas and Atsilas. Trust me, when we talk Atsilas, it's Atsilas the way we relate it, which is far, far lower levels. But that, that, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. It's all about It's your mo'ed. It's not about someone else's. You have to find your um, your ability to go beyond yourself. That's all that matters here. This is not about comparing notes. It's your, you know, Rab Zusha, to be Zusha. It's not about being somebody else. The, these levels exist. Every one of us can apply these levels in our Veda 100% each in their own way. And they shouldn't be the same. We're not in the same levels. We have different, not just comprehension-wise, what, what, what's, what we, what's needed in our lives the, no, the goal of this the real goal of a chapter of all these chapters is to take it and translate it into real Aveda 
I'm just laying out the general way to do that. The general way really is to look at how much material you're involved in and how much spirit you're involved in. That, that would be a nice beginning. If you can go from 99.9% matter and leave a little percent for a little spirit, you're getting there. If you can make it a little more, that's your Aedes and Kali. Let's put, let's put it this way. How grub is your Kali and how much Aedes is there going on? That would be the way to... You know, it's how much are you focused on the number as you know how much I have? Like some people, like what is the expression they say? Some people know the, the, the price of everything and the value of nothing. That's a perfect example of someone who knows all the numbers. They'll give you all the numbers, but they have no idea what value is. You know, you ever meet people like that? They're extremely, they know everything. But they, they, quality, they, they don't focus on that. It's complete focus on kamus, not echus. You know, we all have elements of that because we're superficial and at times we get, then there are people who appreciate echus. I mean, just a way of translating this into personal terms. Obviously, the highest level of this is natsilas and, and deep levels, but it's really a giving us a language. That's what number at the end of the day is. So you look at a number, it's all the same number. Just use the word number to, 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 let's say, a focus group of five people. What they'll say, number, what, what, uh, what's your initial money, most people will say, right? And if you talk to, let's say, the Rebbe was sitting there, the Rebbe would say, Pretty big distinction, right? I mean, you don't even need the Rebbe, you just need a chassid. A chassid would say, huh? yeah, yeah, whatever it is. Or some would say, number 10, what's number 10? So I'll say, well, that's the number I chose in lottery, you know, whatever, or the number I, the, the, race, the horse, the racetrack. And 10 is Esara Mamores, Esara Sadibris, a minion, Esasphidus. I mean, in other words, number is a great word that captures, I mean, people are in numbers all day. Number, the numbers game of, of knowing the. I remember my father, who was uh, um, who was uh, let's put it this way, very creative and genius in the many levels, but came to business and numbers. So I used to tell him, I said, Ty, you know, you got to has to add up and so on. So he said to me, "You and your numbers." He would, when I would take about little accounting, he would say, "You and your numbers." By him, like numbers was like, "What the numbers is?" So Elam has it busy with numbers. I'm busy with uh, with quality. What are you talking numbers? <laughs> That was always an interesting uh, perspective. Well, that's a challenge. You know what is the famous story? Who is it? Kusil I don't know. It was the businessman. So he was making his accounting. So he made, you know, Tishrei, Cheshvan, Kislev. And then at the bottom, some total, at the end of the year, Eneid Movade, he wrote. Nothing but God. Yeah. So, he, so the Rebbe asked a very good question. If he's so focused on God, how did he have presence of mind to write Tishrei a number? Should have written Tishrei equals Eneid Movade, Cheshvan equals Eneid Movade. How does he suddenly have numbers? And then suddenly he... Re- so the Rebbe says, if he wrote Eneid Movade on every line, he's not a businessman. Then he belongs in a kail, in yeshiva. The key thing is that he's in business. He lives in the world, but he doesn't forget that when it comes to the sachakal of it all, it's all a means. You know, it's the famous Seder Hayyim, the Chassidus brings... Why mincha? Because 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 it's the middle of the day. You're in work and you rise. Ma'ariv and shachlis are before the end. In other words, it's like what the Rebbe says about Yosef. Yosef was the first accountant. Ma'ariv the Chushbin, he was the first Jewish accountant, and he was numbers business. 
all the other uh, of us were the of us were all the day saying they were all shepherds. Yosef began as a shepherd. Why were they shepherds? Because they didn't want to be involved in the marketplace in Wall Street. They wanted to be involved in more, you know, it's more peaceful, more serene, more less than the whole rush hour. Yosef, the chiddush of Yosef, that he came into biyah with his numbers, and he still maintained the integrity of Atzilus. That's what Chassidus says. They still maintained that he remembered Eglarufa, he remembered, and so on. That he was in Mitzrayim and never saw it. In other words, the point is that we live in a world that's tangible, very tangible. Kamus is what counts here. It doesn't have to be that way. And our journey is from quantity into quality. Okay. So that's how he, so then he concludes in this chapter and then we'll continue. So Nimtza de Ikri is Malchus. That's where the main whisper is. Higher than that, even higher than Malchus, you also have misper. Because Atzil in general is the Slapshus of Eris and Kalin, like I just explained. But nevertheless, before, higher than Malchus, it's more his Galus areas. The primary thing of Eir is the focus is on Mispera Eir. It's uh, the, the, the number of Eir, which as we're going to learn is quality. It's really the, the quality of Elokus, the quality of Esospheris. And the number in, in, in Malchus is primarily the number of Kalim, which is the quantity. Meaning more, more the distinction and the shape and the structure as opposed to the quantity. And in Biyah, just for the record, Biyah adds the element that it's no longer just a lakus. Meaning that now already there's an element of a yesh. There's an element of, there's a self. There's another agenda going on. Subtly. And that becomes worse and worse as it goes downward. <laughs> you know, worse, I don't say worse. More, stronger, stronger and more powerful. When we say in that. So once I once once so let me just say spell that out. That means so in Atzilus you have Eidus and Kalim. You have the ten spheres and you have Malchus. Basically, it's one focuses more on the quality of the number. And there's already a number, and one focuses more on the quantity. The but even the quantity is also a Lakus. It's still it's still you're still talking about divine kedusha, right? Yeah, that's another story. Yeah, that's another thing. I didn't want to mention because it's just going to confuse matters. But um, okay, now he's going to explain in the next chapter what means mispera eris and mispera kelim. What does that mean exactly? And basically, that's going to be quality and quantity. I don't know. If there's one interpretation. It depends where you're at. You know, look, some people need to know that, God, that uh, you know, they see power in, uh, in might. And like you see someone very powerful. But like the Rebbe, Friedrich Rebbe writes in his long letter there to his daughter, that Nan uh, Chosid, when he davening, he says, he thinks of a big ox that's so powerful it's about to gore him. You know, it all depends where you are. You know, for you, that's power, that's power. For most people, who, I mean, for someone who's a little more sublime, power is, is, is completely quality. What's God's power? You know, when you read in the Torah that it says, you know, we have you hear thunder, you make a blessing. So, like it says in there, like, Ezu Gibber, who's a strong person? So the Mishnah says, someone who's a, a strong, other people say a strong man is a good wrestler, a boxer. It comes down to perspectives. Everything comes down to, you can define everything quantity or quality. I mean, in today's world, it's far easier to explain these things because once upon a time, size mattered. 
a bigger army was with more was home with more soldiers and more physical weapons. Today we know you have the right weapon and it's very small and subtle. It can create more damage than than, than numbers. It's not a numbers thing. You know, it's it's today uh, nuclear power, chemical power. It's a whole different uh, ball game. Um, because that's how it is. I mean, that's that's. Uh, we live in a world that is deceptive in thinking that quantity is what matters. That, you know, that, just like power. What do people think is power? People, power is money. We know that power is not... You don't look at it while the person is in power. You look 100 years later when he's not here. Does he still have power? Anyone with money only has power when they're there. They don't have money power afterwards. We know power as, as like, you know, like... Uh, they thought power was that the men who will rise will rise against them. So... He killed all. He wanted to kill all the boys. Didn't think the girls and the women are going to challenge him. Okay, the stargazers told him. But that's basically what he is. You know, women and, and, and children can be subdued. The men. We all know because the women were the ones that insisted, let's have children. If it was up to the men, they would have said, you know what, let's hold up until this gzeda is over. That's what it says. So a muna is a muna. A person who has no muna can't appreciate the power of a muna. That's why we're here as a nation, because it's nothing to do with uh, quantity. I mean, the list goes on when you talk about this, but we're still, even, even when we know this, we're still, we're still seduced by power. That's how it is, because we live in a world where we're dependent, and where we uh, compromise because of that. You know, who, who, who doesn't compromise something because of so-called the quantity? Hmm? Yeah, I'm just trying to say Gvura and Hashem, Gvura Hashem. The truth is, as you said, quantity is quality and Gdusha, meaning that something that has, has a lot of spiritual power will also have a lot of physical power. That's why you have, for example, um, the Gvura of Shimshin initially came from Gdusha, it didn't came, it came from his, uh, from his piety. That's another story. Listen, this is contradictions I talked about. Took for the gufa, chulsa the nishmasa. You know, they have the took for the nishmasa, chulsa. The bottom line is that there's a connection sometimes. It all depends on how you, what side of it you explain. So let's continue on, chapter 86. So this, cha- this last chapter is definitely a concentrated chapter. I hope I spelled it out a little more, especially in context. But that's what's going on. So. Atsilis begins to give the shape and form of everything, and that takes different steps. That's misper. Mm-hmm. Now he says, "Vihine Yudua." This is bottom of page one sixty-three. Hine. Now it's known. Masha. This is also from the Siddur, by the way. Masha lepomim hamisper hamuot ube madregal yena dafke. He's going to discuss a famous contradiction that's brought in Chassidus about where numbers. Where are the, remember, this is like almost an encyclopedic rendering of the idea of number. I don't think I've seen anywhere in Chassidus more elaboration on number. I even looked at some Chassidic. The origin of numbers? I mean, the whole nature, what a number, what means misbed and teda. This is like serious discussion from every angle possible. She says, so there's a famous contradiction that goes like this. Sometimes when you say numbers, you say that the highest number is high is in the higher levels and the lowest numbers are below. Sometimes the opposite. That the lowest numbers, the single numbers, are higher and the multitude is lower. That's what he's going to address now. And his answer is going to be Adis and Caleb. Which really means it's like apples and oranges. You're not talking about the same thing. One is talking about quality, one is talking about quantity. 
So initially it's a contradiction. You'd think, okay, thousands are, you know, like, let, let, let's read it inside. So the Pama Misper Hamuot Madregal Yenadafke. Sometimes the lowest number is the highest highest levels. Sometimes it says Achodim. Remember in in uh, in Torah it goes like this: numbers go by units, single, Achodim, like like, like an Aleph base. Aleph through Yud is, t- is singles. Yud through uh, uh, Kuf is uh, tens. So it's ones, tens. Reish through Tov is hundreds. Then after hundreds comes alofim, thousands, and then revolver, ten thousands. And some places it says, and what about numbers after that? They're all within, you always say, shishim ribui. Everything in Teira is always in the context of revolvers. Ten thousand is the top number, and everything is multiples of ten thousand. So it's interesting, it's all about tens. Even though you could argue, you know, a hundred thousand, why is a hundred thousand out? It's a hundred, like, but it's all within the multiples. So, that, so it comes down to five levels. Which sometimes correspond to Nefesh Ruach, Neshama, Chayechida. Five levels. You're talking about Chidas, Asirius, Meis, Alofim, Revovus. So the question is, which is which? So some places it says, Achodim are Bekeser. The highest level. Alofim, Revovus, Bamalchus. So the largest number is in the lower levels. Ulapomim, and sometimes it's the other way around. Behepech. The opposite. Sharevov is Bekeser. That the tens of thousands are in Keset and Rachot in Malchus. And the units, the individuals, the singles, are in Malchus. I know the thieves always like to say, Brivitas in singles. I think that's connected to this. Kanovim, <laughs> they say, you know, when they do kidnapping, or they say, give it to us in singles. We don't want it because it's not, it's not easily traceable. <laughs> it's such a joke. It's not what he's saying here. And lighten it up. So how do you how do you reconcile the two? Which one is it? She says a hefreshu. The difference is benaedis The difference is between the energies and the containers, spirit and matter, basically. From the perspective of the containers, that which is higher, it's more diminished. And in that case, in other words. Then from the kalim, the lowest numbers are 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 in keser. Keser has the fewest kalim, basically. And more, the more it descends and transmitted, misrabim kalim, the kalim um, increase. Increase. We have to explain what this means in in, in simple English, but let's just read inside. That's kalim. From the perspective of air, the opposite. The higher you go, the more intensity there is. The more, the more. I use intensity because what does ribui mean? What means many eiros? He's going to say in a moment that it means quality. And the further down it goes and it's transmitted, the the light gets diminished. As we've discussed also earlier. This was discussed earlier, actually, in chapter. There's a discussion of this in chapter. I forgot which chapter. I think Nun Gimel. It's a while, yes. Let's see if I'm right. I don't think I'm right. Somewhere earlier, okay. I think it's even earlier. 
Definitely on this side of the page. No, but he didn't say. But he's talking. But he's. He didn't say. I said it. He didn't say it inside here. Oh no, he just said that he's. Yeah, but that's the but that's the to this. That's just a few lines before this. Yeah. Anyway, I no no. He's referring to something specific. He actually spoke about Yechidus. Huh? Chapter Lamedalot. Chapter Lamedalot. Yeah, it is Lamedal, page Nun Ches. Yeah. I'm just pointing out, it's just, it's just good to see, you know, the context. Okay. Remember that. But now we need to read the next section because right now, if you think about it, it's very nice words. What does this mean exactly? So, what does this mean? How does this reconcile exactly? When you say there's more iris, what does that more iris mean? There's like physically more. What, what, what does more iris mean? What does more mean? Quality diminished, actually. <laughs> so, the idea. That, for example, there's more intensity in the source. And as, let's say, sunlight travels, or any light travels, it's less. More and less makes sense. In Kalim, is the other way around. The closer you get to the source, the more the energy is, the less there's the, the less Kalim. The example given in for this is the body. Where there's, where there's more air, the head, is the least Kalim. The head is the smallest part of the body, but it has the most amount of power. The, the, the most primary or the primary forces, the brain, the eyes, the ears, and so on. As you travel downward, the body gets larger, the kalim gets larger, and there's less air, so to speak. Air meaning kechus uh, here. I'm not talking about life force. Life is equal. The the legs, which is half the body, has the least amount of. We're not again. We're not talking about blood vessels and nerves. We're talking about even heat is released mostly from the head because of that, because it's like the it's like the central nervous system. Anyway, the point being is that where there's more air, there's less kalim. The higher you go, you have more air and less kalim. It's interdependent. But as he's going to explain now, the truth is, it's not a reconciliation that uh, just to say this is air. It's actually a different meaning when you say ribui. What is not? What is? What, what, what means more? The truth is, where there's less kalim, there's more air because there's more quality. So you really need to define is what does air and kalim mean? That's really the question here. It's not just words. You just replace the question. Instead of calling it uh, numbers, he called it now Aedis and Caleb. So Aedis, <coughs> the question is what this means in, uh, in, in, in understanding it. So he says, <laughs> Now, however, you cannot compare the magnitude. You know, I will use magnitude. The ribui. In containers, as you to the ribui, to the intensity or magnitude of the energies. The baribu shabekelim is chalkos mamish. Ribu and kelim means actual distinctions. There's just simply more of it, like broken down into more details. When you say ribu and edus, you're not saying there's more energies. When you say that the ten thousands are in Kesar, you're not saying Kesar has ten thousands of levels. 
They're all united and all interconnected. In different words, he's not using this word, but it's echus and kamus. Eidus is quality. So you're talking about more quality. That's what more means. More in quality. Kalim means quantity. So it's more in quantity. So it's basically the word ribui is not the same word. So when you say that there's revov, it's ten thousands in kesa, you're not saying it's the same like thing, ten thousands in... The contradiction is seeming like this. Where's the ten thousand belong? In kesa or malchus? So how do you reconcile that? Is it either, or, either or. The answer is eid and kesa. What does that mean? The answer is kamus and echus. If you're talking quality, there's more quality in kesa than there is in malchus. If you're talking quantity, there's more quantity in malchus than there is in... So Aaron and Kaley really translate as being quantity and quality now. That's the way, that's the reconciliation. It's not that it's 10,000 energies and that it's the same thing as 10,000 Kaley. It's clearly complete. It's, that's why I said apples and oranges. You're talking about two different 10,000s. So it's not like, you know, in the physical world, is it 10,000 here or is it here? How could it be in both places? Here he's explaining that it's, it has a different meaning. In other words, when we say in Tata, when you say... No, you can't count Eris. You know, you can... In other words, when we say... I'll just give an example. Let's take the sun. Let's take about the sun, the earth, and a distant planet where the sun barely reaches. Where it's very cold, okay? So it's three. In the sun, someone will say to you the word 10,000. 10,000... Um, no, 10,000, uh, we'll call it watts, whatever it is. So you'd say it's for sure in the sun. And then the Earth gets only a part of it, so, you know. And the further you get, maybe one watt. I'll just give you an example, or whatever they call it, mega, however they measure the heat of the sun. So if someone asks you, what is ten thousand? You say, no, ten thousand here is signifying power, the intensity of the sun. Yes, it has a number because we give it a number. Now, if someone will say to you, do not. Someone will say, well, there's, there's ten thousand on Earth and ten thousand here. Here, you'd say the ten thousand is actually not light; it's more. There's much 10,000 details. In the sun, you'll never find these details because it's all so intense. Just give me an example. Like in other words, um, when, you say, when you say something is great, the question is, is greatness defined by breaking it down or is greatness defined by quality? That's basically what he's saying. You know, the Rebbe has a sikha in Chay Soda Tafshin in Chaylechav where he brings a contradiction. He says sometimes something that's short is a higher level. Like Mishnah is Ksara. Compared to the Gemara, Mishnah is more powerful. Mishnah has much more in it. The Gemara breaks it down. So in other words, more details show on a lower level. And he says sometimes it's the other way around. That whatever the teacher, the expression is, you should teach a student briefly. That brevity is not like Mishnah. That's the opposite. That's taking a lot of ideas and giving it in short expression. So the question is, when something is short, is it higher or lower? We had the Mashal of the Mishkan. Smaller spaces were actually holier. The bigger, the larger is less. Yeah, that's a good. That's like the head and the body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. So the Reb explains there. That's a different thing altogether. That's like saying uh, the lowest of worlds is Ririnatsmus. We're talking now, however, in levels of when you measure Kedusha and stuff like that. That's another story completely. That's always, there's always not safe in Betchilas and Tchilas, the lowest. 
Look, the Amitla Rebbe says in Teres Chaim, I think connected to this subject, that the multitude, that the Pshittus Atmos, which is completely higher than any type of distinction, is the one that creates the infinite multitude of existence. So the ultimate is Chalkos, comes from the ultimate Ardus. But that's more its power. Not, here we're talking simply in, like I said, the teacher and the student, or, you know, levels of, and we're talking about Whenever you talk, by the way, something is rooted, you're talking higher than Ishtashlis. You're not talking about the cosmic order as it flows. You're talking about then the lowest level, it has a connection to the highest. You're, you're, you're basically taking an express train. That's like jump-starting it. It's not, in the natural process of the cosmic order, things work gradations. Everything works from higher to lower. There's a hierarchy. Then you climb. But you also have the power, like, you know, a tzaddik is higher than a baltshuva, a baltshuva is higher than a tzaddik. So we always say baltshuva is It's not that simple. If you talk about the levels of dusha, a person is supposed to be a tzaddik, not a baltshuva. But if you hit the bottom, you have the power to reconnect through going beyond. But that's not the way, that's not echtav ashev. That's not the order of events that you're supposed to be doing. Anyway, but to go back to the Rebbe's thought, so the Rebbe answers the question like this. He says it depends. If you're talking about two different worlds, like Mishnah and Gemara, Kitzur is higher in Mishnah. If you're talking about the same world, like taking the Gemara, which is elaborate, and I'm gonna, and a great teacher is going to explain it to a student in detail, so then the Kitzur that he's giving the student is lower than the Arichas. So it all depends really, it's all, about, it's all relative. It depends what you're talking about. When we talk about, let's say, a, we talk about a seed, when a child is conceived, or a, or a tree is, you know, in the seed is all that intensity-wise concentrated is the whole of the power that will come later. This minuscule, uh, physically, it's nothing. Almost quantity-wise, it's like the the size of a of a of a hair uh, strand. But you talk about if you talk about someone says large, yeah, when the child comes out in the details, it all, in other words, basically explaining quantity and quality here, and both are used. The word zibui. Essentially, it's not the same ribuy. That's what he's saying. Ach, ribuy here, ribuy here doesn't mean the same ribuy. Now he's going back to the whole discussion of the pardes and numbers. Now we're going back to the example. That's why Malchus is only the misper hakel. Okay, see my example. What I said earlier was not correct. I think it's correct in a broader term. I said, was, what did I say? The four levels. I said, Misper HaKelel, the first cloud before the Prat, I said, was like the ten hidden spheres. The Prat of the cloud was the energies of Atsilis. The cloud after the Prat, I said, was Biyah. So he's saying the cloud after the Prat here is Malchus. Okay, fine. It's all, uh, again, relative. Zel Malchus and that's what it means that Malchus is, is only the Misparakel, is the encompassing number. We're talking about the Klal after the Prat. Remember, we said someone counts. So he has, he knows the number beforehand, that's the highest level. He breaks it down, that's the next level, but it's still godless. Then he tells the number to somebody else. He gives them a Zecher, he gives them some symbol. So he says, This is Malchus. It's in a state of diminishment, of reduction. It's mir ta'ir. When you're telling someone else the number that they have not counted, they're only getting a uh, a diminished description of this of this uh, of this magnitude of this great number. This is the cloud that comes after the prat and it's lower than it. Like you said, this is the third level when you're telling someone that number, right? 
So this is Malchus. The Prat, before this Klal, when you counted yourself, you counted, remember you said someone appreciates, that's Eris of Atzillus. That's the energies of Atzillus. So someone, now Atzillus in other words, it appreciates what's inside this box, because it's actually counting one by one by one, as I discussed and we discussed in the last chapter. See, here's how the Moshal Nimshal, remember he said it's a Mishpid Atzmi Vamiti, in the Moshal, in the Nimshal, because here you're talking about a revelation of the etzim. It's revealing the divine power of Esosphere Sagnusis of, of Gvul. So someone who's really appreciating the ten spheres from Aerid, if, if you were writing on the Aerid of Atsilis, you're not focusing on how many numbers there are and the quantity. You're focusing on the quality of Elokus. In numbers, but, but, but it's a number that's revealing, that means Mispereiris. The appreciation of quality, that's what it means. The intensity of the quality. Like we said in the previous chapter, 85. And then there's also Remember, this detailed number that we just said is when you count yourself. But then when you tell the number to someone else who's on a lower level, so not only the Mispah by him is Katnus, not only his general number, but also when he starts thinking... Okay, one second, you just told me there's 100,000. Let me think what 100,000 is. And he starts breaking it down. His breakdown is not like the original breakdown of the one who actually counted it. So there's Mismaduba also in Katnus. That's the fourth level. That's simply someone taking the number 100,000 and saying, let me appreciate what it is. All right, exactly. So in other words, it's almost like this. It's almost like a teacher gives, who has a brilliant concept in his Makshavah. He breaks it down and gives it to you in very brief terms. He says to you, here's the idea. He gives it to you like in a paragraph or something. Then you go start learning it and you start appreciating this paragraph. But what you're appreciating is not the details the teacher has. You're now appreciating it as, as it was given to you. It's like two steps away. He gave you a summary and you're breaking down the summary. So your breakdown of the kalal after the... In other words, he had a kalal and a prat. Your kalal and prat are far lower than his kalal and prat, basically. And that's uh, in simple terms what he's saying here. See, in the Moshe, it was harder to understand because numbers, as I said, you just... What do you mean? If I'm telling you 100,000, I give you a bag. So you can count what I counted. But we're talking in gradations. It doesn't work that way. You're not counting what I'm counting. You're counting it on a lower level because it's, it's moving downward. That's the key uh, point that has to be added here. If you don't read that, it seems like the Moshe and Imshul doesn't really work. And that's what it means, the Ribui HaKelim. You know, when we say there's Ribui, is in Malchus, you're talking about the Ribui of Kelim. So in other words, now you're talking about the Ribui of the details. If you talk Ribui intensity and quality, the higher levels have that. Er reflects that misper. So now we have like basically two levels in misper. When you say the word number, the truth is, it's not. It depends what you mean. Do you mean number of quality? Do you mean number in quantity? Now, most people you define number, they they'll only define it as as quantity. They won't think in terms of quality. But the Rebbe Rashab is obviously going from the root. Remember, numbers in its root did not begin with quantity; it began with elokus. God created numbers, right, or or higher even exactly. And all this is still in the interpretation of misper. So that's the Ribu. In your Ribu, Akelim, Demalchus, Yudua. Okay, before we continue, let's see. We have this down? This is understood? 
Okay, yeah, I think so. I think so. I think so. We can't redo it in Mahmoud's website, COVID, and we bring this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Malchus takes from the the the, the of Atzilus before Malchus, the ten higher spheres, or the six days as he put it before. That is, as you count yourself, you have a kill. I guess that would be in Kesser. Kesser would be like saying, then it breaks it down in nine in nine spheres into Zibui, into into Meruba, but it's to yourself, so you get the Muhus. Then that transmits into Malchus a sum, and then Malchus breaks that down into Ribukalim. Into details. So basically, Zecher Avtuvcha is Malchus. The truth is, it's Biyah that's receiving from Malchus, as he said before, to really break it down. So it does fit what I said before. In other words, these levels, now I think in the broader sense, I think in context of the whole Ayan base, I would say Mispira Kelo, well, it depends on which level. You could start that it's even Esosphere Sagnuzas, the fact that you know there's 10 spheres. Then they come down after the Tsimsum, the Kav, they start taking shape. Intensity. Okay, he's talking about Silas itself here. Fine. Yeah. Basically, saying it's Shtaim Shenarba, the two that. Uh, In a way, yeah, yeah. We use the expression, yeah. He said before, first he's just started with Misper Kill. First he just started with you and someone else. When you count it, you value it, you give it to someone else, they're only getting a Zecher, uh, Simon. Then he said, within you there's also two, and within him there's two. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. by this. Klal kedem aprat, aprat, by the person himself. Klal kedem aprat, first you have to count it, then you get No, he said, because it's like someone who knows the number, he's told the number before he counts. Before he starts counting? Yeah. Why is he counting? It's appreciation of it, it's a breakdown. Doesn't really explain that. He does say, he says clearly, he says he says clearly, I'm not saying he says emotional. Look, some people like to count again and again, you know. <laughs> like uh, to make sure. Uh, listen, the other person he, he's also called Klau. The other person is also told the Klau. He's told the Klau afterwards. He's, yeah, that's what he says. He says after, he's told the Klau that in here. I'm giving you ten cases. In each one, there's ten thousand. He then he he begins being misbehaving on it. Like I just said, like I said, a teacher. Yeah, no, he doesn't count the actual original. He counts it in his terms. You'd have to explain that yourself. He doesn't he doesn't spell it out all the way. But I would say an example would be like a teacher who gives you a summary of the whole idea, and then you break down the summary, so you're going to get it on a lower level. And this goes many many levels. This continues to go. It's really the evolution of how. Something that is completely beyond structure and beyond, you know, alukus itself, first becomes kechagul, and then that gvul slowly emerges. It's really what it's coming down to: is how structure and how definition uh, emerges in the process. You know, this is this is fascinating because no scientist, scientists can only go mamatlamayla. You study the world and you try to figure out. So how far can they go? 
Here he's basically giving you a picture how it goes mamaylamata, how from Agdos comes ribui. We could only figure out from ribui to some Agdos. Even I mean, look, the, the, the science is looking for the unified field theory. They don't have the one thing that connects it all. You know, some say that's God. Yeah, <laughs> right. So from all the pratim, if you don't know the cloud from above, pratim will bring you somewhere, but it's hard to imagine that it's going to bring you all the way to the back to the source. Hundred percent, yeah. And I could tell you one second, and I go further. The klal as you have it today will be a lot different than a year from now because as you get more master it, you know, the more look. They say short is long. Someone who really masters something can say it very short, very quickly. If you can't say it quickly, I remember twenty years, fifteen years ago, I gave somebody a, a proposal. He said to me, "If you can't put it on one page, you don't get it. I don't want to have forty pages, you know." Now, it's true, you need the details, but you have to be able to sum it up. Like Obamacare. Yeah. In one word. Look, the, the, the God did it best. Aleph. Aleph in one word, and that's it. Look, the shortest mission statement that exists is Rishachanti Bisecha. Two words. There's no company that has a mission statement of two words. Just an example. You know, it's interesting. Or Mashiach tells about Shemta, if you futsum and sechachutsa, three words. Those three words contain everything. So, no, it's not, think about it. It's not so easy to sum up a, a kavona that has, I'm not talking about platitudes. I'm talking about a defined uh, objective in very short. You have to really uh, be be the top of your. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Tater's ex, Tater's is the master of brevity. You know, things in one word, two words. Because Hebrew in general is a metaphorical language. A word is a story. In English, I don't know if you study languages, English is a descriptive language. One word in Hebrew needs a sentence in English and five sentences in French, by the way. I don't know. Chinese is more Hebrew-like. It's a symbolic. That's why there's, I think, 2,000 keys on a Chinese typewriter. You know that? It's actually 50,000 symbols. No one has a, you can't have typewriters. A big know, typewriter is like that. It's because because they speak the, the the but Hebrew only has twenty two letters. They have many more than that. Now Hebrew is definitely there's no question. In all the studies linguistics Hebrew is the the concise the word everything has a shadish three letters. You know it's it's a, it's an absolutely unique language. And that words have meaning. You know like when you say A A B C means nothing. Aleph Beis Gimel means and A B C comes from Aleph Beis Gimel. Because this again is an example of diminishing. As it diminishes, it just becomes quantity without quality. You know, a Hebrew letter has both quantity and quality. You know, it has. Uh, you can get through a cloud from it. You take Chinese and never get through a cloud. It'll be all I don't know Chinese, but I uh, yeah yeah. You got fifty thousand separate symbols that it's like fifty thousand. Brevity is a key thing. You're able to sum up. Like I would sum up Ayn Bez's interface. Hundred percent. It's about the interface. And other Hamshechim and some of is not about the interface, it's about the way they became Hatzmei or whatever. The one that's talent on one foot, so, so don't do it to others. Yeah, that, that's another example. Shammai couldn't do it, yeah. Okay, so let's continue. I'm concerned. Huh? The Indian let me see where it goes. If it's a new, completely new subject matter. One more line, I think that's. Uh, and the the magnitude, the number, the, the, what's it called, the quantity of containers. Magnitude of the quantity. In Atsilis, it's known that that's an example for Dibur. 
The Malchus, like Dibur, is that it brings many letters, it comes into many oasis, many words, many letters, compared to thought, and the energy, meaning the intensity of the idea, is diminished. This is, if you remember, you go back in the Moshal, he said the same thing. He said that, um, if you remember, the difference between the Klal. What did he say? He said by Machshav and Dibur. He said, Yeah, the Klal and Prat by the person himself. So the Klal is like Machshav, and Dibur is where it breaks it down into details. But here he's saying it, no, he was saying it in Malchus. Okay, in a lower level. There it's even by the person himself. When you count, it's more details of Machshav. He's saying in Malchus also, Dibur is Malchus, that you break it down. So basically, Malchus. Is like you'd say the, the before Malchus is like Machshava. We have more intensity, definitely. But you don't have a break. Before he said Klalom Prat was was the, it was in the person himself. Now he's saying that Malchus is like Dibur, that spells out Malchus spells out what is the Machshava that we have a Machshava in the higher nine spheres. Right. Yeah, I think we should stop here. It's a new subject. Yeah, it's a new subject matter. I mean, it's Omnum, he says. Okay. So let's... Um, okay, we're going to stop here. So we did the beginning. We stopped here. We did the beginning of chapter 86, page 163, top of 164. He says...